0: Disruption gives you exposure. It gives you the opportunity to expose yourself to something different because your world, as you know, it has now completely been changed. I can sit here in the depths of this hell that it feels like, or I can embrace this disruption and I can say, what is there out there for me? Where is this disruption going to lead me next? And sometimes it's as simple as just involving yourself in different things so that you get the exposure so that you can get to the next step.
1: Welcome to The Push Podcast, So, if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So, get ready to be pushed. Hey, guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle Copeland.
0: Hello, everyone. And I am Edward Copeland. How are you?
1: I am well, thank you.
0: Fantastic. It's great to be here.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm glad that you're a special guest on your own <laughs> podcast. Listen, this is episode 185.
0: That's awesome. Yeah,
1: I'm really excited and proud. And we've got something special for you. I've been running into lots of random people in the community. Lots of people always ask me, like, I really miss your cupcakes. What happened? Why'd you leave? And it's a long story, but it's also a really beautiful story of how I set out to do something really hard and endured that for almost 12 years and then started stumbling upon something else I really, really loved that pulled my passion and interest in a different direction. And we're going to walk you through some of the steps that I went through to kind of weigh out options because it's February, right? February, March of 2023. And ironically, in February of 2020, that was the month that I decided to be bold and audacious and announced to the world that I was going to be selling the Cake Mama's Bakery. Yeah. And it was interesting to watch people go through like this, like sadness and like loss. And I was like, but wait, I want you to celebrate for me because I'm really excited about this new chapter.
0: Yeah, I think that to, just to add to that, I think so many people are I don't think they're used to like something going to its completion mm. or its if it's lifetime within right. your life. Right. And I think that when people think of the end of anything it is, they usually, make it sad. It's associated with death. Like right. if something died, mm-hmm. in order, and that's the reason why you're moving on, not that you wanted to end something to begin life with something else. So I right. think that that's.
1: And so I think this is relevant because maybe you're faced right now with a big life transition. Yeah. And you don't know how to move forward. Maybe you're on the verge of some major decision making and it's weighing you down. Maybe you're wanting to pivot. Maybe you've been doing something for 10 or 15 years and you're burnt out and you don't know what would happen if you walked away from it or how to reinvent yourself. And so we work with lots of people who are in those situations and come across a lot of people. And so I found this episode went back and listened to it and realized what a good freaking episode it was. So th- <laughs> are
0: I'm, you doing this? Yeah. And yourself on so the back I was like listening episode. to yeah.
1: episode 24, which again, to remind you, we're in episode 185. Right. But I thought it would be a really great time to share with you this episode, which was originally titled How to Push into the Next Level of Your Life, episode 24. We're going to kind of cut and paste some new commentary for you, but there are some amazing lessons in here that will be in the book that we are in the process of writing to help you push through some things that are probably going to come up several times in your life.
0: Yeah. And what's interesting is this episode is the most listened to episode uh, for the Push podcast. Because people are nosy. Yeah. For so many. Well, for so many reasons. Originally, I thought, oh, it's because of the fact that you declared ending something that kind of drew people in. Mm -hmm. But when you listen to the episode, there's so many great nuggets and great elements of just of knowledge for people to take in and incorporate into their lives in a very practical sense. And not just in like theory, but like, Hey, this is what the, the kind of the cycle of anything that you create and how it at some point is finished and come to an end. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so just to kind of set up this story real quick, we're going to drop you into this story and we are going back to, uh, the cake mamas in 2020, right before the pandemic hit. Right. And we didn't see that coming around the corner. And we had a record breaking Valentine's Day season at the Cake Mamas. Our community showed up, our employees, we were on fire. And so it wasn't like we ended it on, like, oh, this failing business, it's not doing well. We had a record breaking sales. After 12 years, that was the best, most successful season that we had had. And within a week of that, I had announced, like, okay, I'm good. Like, I'm. Totally full of closure. We did everything we were supposed to, and it's time to pass the baton on to someone else. And so let's dive into the episode. Let's do it. This is the year that I've decided to close this chapter of my book of being a bakery owner and pursuing a new interest in my life. So today's a big announcement. And I'm going to start by reading the announcement that I'm going to be sharing on the Cake Moms page in a newsletter all that. And then you can maybe ask some questions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know what's going on. And, but still.
0: <laughs> this is a surprise for me, guys. Right.
1: So um, <laughs> this is the statement. So on February 29th, 2020, I am taking a leap of faith and I'm announcing that I'm officially closing the chapter in my book of being the owner of the Cake Mamas. And, you know, what does this mean? People are going to have lots of questions. So what does this mean and why? Well, I've got three reasons. Number one, I'm completely a different person today than I was April 29th when I started and incorporated the Cake Mamas. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Like I don't even recognize that 2009 Janelle. Yeah. In 2020,
0: when we look at pictures back then, I just I, I always look back and go, God, what were we thinking? Like, what was going through our minds at that time? I know it was like hard. You do mean
1: what were we
2: thinking? No, to no, start no, the no, business? no. I'm
0: talking about just like who were we at that oh, time? Oh yeah, yeah. And like it's hard to like take. Yeah, it was grinder, it, but it was just like the ten years went so fast, so fast that you look back at photos and you go, wait, wait, how long ago was this again? Yeah, like I just, it's hard to get some context for sure.
1: that. Number two, my priorities and passions have definitely shifted. My life, my family, my children. And just overall, my goals are totally different today than what they were even three, four, five years ago. And they require me to invest my time, my energy, my creativity, and my resources differently. And, you know, for those of you that don't know, we have three children. They are now 14, 16, and 18, getting ready to all have birthdays again in a few months. And so I'm going to have a 19-year-old who's in college (laughs) who... At the time when I started the bakery, my children were four, six, and eight. That's so I So I went crazy. through all of that mommy guilt and that tremendous, that session of beat up Yeah. where I felt like I was missing out on my kid's life. And I'm here to report to you, they turned out freaking fine. Hey, they survived. They not only survived, but they are thriving, yeah, right? They are, they're very independent. Sure. They are go-getters. They're hustlers. They're extremely empathetic. They know how to provide amazing customer service. They know how to hold a really great conversation. And I feel like those lessons were learned right here in this bakery.
0: Yeah. And I was just going to say that like this bakery was a big part of shaping who they are right now and understanding The business world and understanding everything that goes into doing hard things and Mm -hmm. what is required for like from a standpoint of like what hard work looks like
1: to build something. Yeah.
0: To build something. And I believe in yourself. Absolutely. And so I look at their work ethic now and I say a lot of that was. Built around the fact that they saw what happened here. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: I have pictures, you guys, those of you that have younger children that are fighting through this mommy guilt, push through (laughs) because they're going to watch what you do and they're going to watch and inherit the traits of how you persevere through those things and deal with those, right? Yeah. So it was like heartbreaking. And I remember crying many times when the girls had sleeping bags out and were sleeping because I had to work late. And now I look back on those photos and they bring me a different sense of joy because my kids know that they'll just do what they have to do to make something happen. Yeah. Whether it's pull all nighter for a final, like you just, hey, you might need to drink some coffee right now. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so they learned that. It's
0: 10 p.m. and now you got to go get some coffee. Right. right. Absolutely.
1: So and number three, it's been a freaking decade, you guys. Yeah. And I'm ready and I'm just super excited and pumped up for this next chapter of my life. So here's a little context. Since 2009, I have prided myself in running my business on integrity, honesty, innovation and community support. I've hustled to start and grow my little company from not one single employee, fan or follower to a following of over 110,000. I think that's what it is if you combine all of them. Yeah. I think it's more because I didn't count Twitter. <laughs> um, along with my talented team, we've been able to create phenomenal art and serve some of the most amazing customers who in a lot of cases have become lifelong friends and people we now consider as family. Yeah. And for this and so much more, I'm eternally grateful. And these are memories I'm going to have for a lifetime. So let's talk about the shift. In 2017, I've known that I was meant to create a bigger impact, uh, one that expanded beyond the walls of my bakery and far beyond my local community. For the past two years, I've overextended and worked my face off, worked myself into exhaustion, pursuing a new business, the coaching. And it just brings me a different form of life to be able to visit other people. And I'll get into all this later, but to visit their bakeries, see them at the stages where I've been and be able to provide some comfort and direction and strategy, and then just watch the light bulb flip and just watch them take off. It's just unbelievable. And I'll try to describe that to you, but it's definitely bit me and I definitely want to pursue it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's crazy because building that business is very much a lot of sleepless nights, like building Absolutely. this business. And so for those that want to build something, like just know it comes at a cost, whether yeah. it be your sleep, whether it be your relaxation, your time, your, time. your finances, like, your don't sanity. Think, yeah. I think that sometimes people think that there's a sign because, oh, this is too hard. I must not be designed to do this or I must not be, this is must not be for right. me the reality is, is, that's the cost. That's what it comes with.
1: Right. Well, conversely, episode number 21, we interviewed our pastor, Dr. Jim Reeves. Yeah. And he said that one of the things he tried to do in his life was make things look easy. Yeah. And I really thought that that was great. Yeah. But I feel like we live in this Instagram culture where people may see me at my level 32. They may be at level three starting their business and have the misconception that it's easy.
0: Or that's what it's supposed to look like. Like, right. it's supposed like, to look like it's... This is not the standard. <laughs> no. This is
1: 11 years in, yeah. right? And so when I started our coaching and mentoring business, like, we were literally at level zero. Right. Okay, get the books, buy the course, find the mentor. Stay up
0: till two in the morning. Right. Fall and, asleep in front of your computer. Like... <laughs>
1: and I think we'll talk a little bit about that because when you find something that, like, you feel and recognize, oh, my God, we're back at level zero, for me that excitement and that energy kicks in and I will throw myself out of bed no matter how much sleep I did or didn't get. And I'm just excited to go. Right. So let's see. I couldn't turn my back on the fact that I had been called to do something greater. Both businesses have shaped me, taught me so much and brought me a tremendous amount of joy. But it's time to pick up and start a new path and see what this chapter is all about. And I want to know what this new decade is going to hold for our family as we make a really huge decision to move forward in a new direction. So as you can hear from the episode, like at this point, we are excited to potentially interview new business owners that are going to be coming in, leading our team. It was really important to make sure that our employees were going to be well taken care of. And one thing I just want to point out is that we were looking for someone to like hand the baton over to. Yeah, And oftentimes, when we're working with our students now who are looking to start businesses or maybe buy a bakery, they think that it's just about them. Like, mm-hmm. I'm bringing money to the table. Oh, this business must not be doing well. So I'm going to buy it. I'm going to negotiate. And really, in this situation, we had built this great business. We had this amazing following on social media. We had a huge email list. We had all of these customers that we served for over a decade. And I had the power now to say, I'm looking for someone with a resume, someone with qualifications, someone who will check off the boxes that I know my team needs. And the most important thing was, can you be a great leader?
0: Yeah. And there's two main things in that. It's like, not everyone is qualified to be a business owner. Mm-hmm. And so when there is a business available, you are going to vet that person to see, are you a person that can actually run a business? Because it matters, right? right? And it doesn't mean that you'll never be qualified, mm-hmm. right? There are some business owners right now are people who are hobbyists who want to transition to a business owner that do not have the qualifications yet because they haven't taken some time to learn how to be a business owner, understand business. So that's a, that's a big one. Uh, and then I think number two is that when you are, anytime you have something that, you, that you've created, that the folks that are involved from a standpoint like your customers, you want them to receive the same level of excellence that they've received before. And so you almost want to know what that person's right. goal is for the business. Then they don't have to keep that. But having an understanding of where they're going to take the business, I think is important.
1: Yeah. And you know, some people would say, well, why do you care? You're right. selling it. doesn't matter if I drive it into the ground. I cared because I loved my employees. And I, as a leader, was making this a fun transition. Right. Like they could have been really sad. They could have been angry, disgruntled. They could have quit. But I think I did a good job of giving them hope for like, hey, I'm retiring. That doesn't mean that this is dying. We're going to find somebody to take my place that probably has new ideas and they can bring in some fresh perspective. And so as a leader, I was leading the ship in that direction. And so we're going to talk a little bit about making sure that we were asking the right questions to find the the person that was going to be the right fit. And so I released a statement and then I'm going to tell a story like throughout that statement of how this was going to impact everyone, the community, the customers, my employees, my family, and why, most importantly, why we were doing this. So take a listen. So the Cake Mamas is officially up for sale. What does that mean? That means we are, we're obviously concerned and interested in vetting out some interested buyers. Right. Because our reputation in the community is very important to us. The quality that we put out for the past 10 years is important to us. So we will be vetting only serious applicants. Right. Obviously, you know, we have this reputable business that's Sustainable now, it's profitable, and people know the Cake Mamas. So, I mean, please and, and only it, uh, also, consider reaching out if you are <laughs> a solid applicant. That means you have financial backing because <laughs> you will have to purchase the yeah. bakery, right?
0: But also because of the people, right? There's some amazing people that work here. This is not a business that just is operated by the owner. I don't think Janelle has worked in the bakery for like a few years now. Yeah, for like directly. But what I mean by that is there are people here that work here that we're trying to find a good place for them to land.
1: Oh, yeah. So we've had already some people that have approached me. I've considered three owners so far, potential owners, and they just weren't a good fit. And why is that? Because they see what we create. I think they like the hype. They like the excitement. But when it comes to me feeling comfortable passing off my staff, in some cases, they've been with me for eight years. Right. That's extremely touchy for me. And I want to know that you have the leadership qualities that are going to be required to take this team and this business to the next level.
0: Yeah, that's a huge one. So so our plan
1: is to continue to serve the community until the end of April slash May. However, things could change. If you've loved and supported our company and products over the year, I'd love to invite you in for the last chance to partake in some of our delicious classics. So definitely come in here. I'll be scheduling myself to work so that way I can interact with lots of customers. I was here this week and I got to tell you, there were at least there were two customers that were shocked to see me here. Mm -hmm. And they were customers that 11 years ago had picked up cakes Mm -hmm. from our home.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And it made me quite emotional. And I was just so thankful. You know, like they're still serving our business or still supporting our business. So I'm sharing my entire journey on how I built this company. Actually, you can go back to episode number five, how I built my company from nothing, how we've impacted the community over 10 years, generated millions of dollars in baked goods. Yes, it is possible <laughs> to generate millions of dollars in a tiny little bakery with a really amazing staff. We've employed probably over 100 people. Like, if Yeah, you count, over the years. Yeah. You know, over the years. Some people have worked for us just for a summer. Some people you hire and it just wasn't a good fit. Some people Shout out like, to y'all because you tried. Yeah, right? eight
0: years, nine Some years. Some people,
1: yeah. yeah, made it eight or nine years. And so super excited about that. We've had loyal people, customers that have walked through walls from us, open up opportunities for us that we've met here in this bakery. Yeah. And so that's been really exciting. So I mean, I it hope
0: also afforded to be on television a few times, absolutely. you know, so like Lots of Cake times. Wars, Cupcake Wars, was this David Dutera, mm-hmm. My Fair Some Wedding. Some other
1: shows that didn't make it Some on Food Z- Network, yeah. but we filmed them. And
0: then, yeah, and it was on the news like two times. Yeah. So just just an amazing ride yeah
1: so i'm fully ready to step into this next chapter of my life helping women and small business owners step into their power and create the businesses of their dreams
0: yeah absolutely and so
1: now i'm definitely in a coaching stage
0: teaching uh, not so much the doer yeah and i think that let me be
1: clear though i'm a really good doer (laughs) like i came back to the bakery this week right for valentine's day and there's something about just creating energy and excitement and leading your team. And I kind of went with like, we are leading ourselves into the Olympics right now. Y'all right. better gold medal right
2: now. <laughs>
1: and so just getting in there with my team, like telling the girl next to me, I just rolled five cake pops to your one. You better get on my level right now. And just creating that excitement. Yeah, uh, We had an amazing time and it was just a fantastic way to go out on top. And yeah. so- I say this to let you know if you're a listener or a viewer that the bakery's not falling apart. You right. know, it's not like, oh, it's a shitty bakery now and I want to close it. It's definitely on top. We have the most talented decorators that work for us, the most amazing and efficient baking team, we provide amazing customer service. It's just time for Janelle to move on, right? right. Yeah, listening to this episode, us kind of popping back in for some commentary. I was a hundred percent ready. I was a hundred percent certain. I was excited to close this chapter. We had, um, an amazing party. Do you remember how great that party was? Mind you, this was in the middle of COVID. (laughs) Because COVID kind of like took this whole story for a whirlwind, right? So here I was trying to make sure my employees found a great leader. Well, ironically, all of the people that were I was vetting to be owners, their businesses wound up not doing really great during COVID. And so they had pulled out. And so it was just a weird time, right? But we thought, well, we had a grand opening when we opened the business. Let's have a grand closing. I want to have a party. I want to go out on top. We had this amazing outpour of customers that was coming to visit for our grand closing party. We had record-breaking sales again. And then we wound up not finding a qualified buyer. And so uh, right before my rent was going to go up by like $2,500, I decided to just liquidate my assets, which allowed me to still hold on to like all of our intellectual property. I still own the Cake Mama's trademark, the Cake Mama's name, our website, the domains. And that allows me to be able to publish a cookbook, utilize my name, keep my fans and followers, my email list, all of that stuff. So although it didn't turn out the way we thought, I still think that... In this episode, we're going to continue to dive into some tips to help you get through a major shift or a transition of your own. So here they are. There we go. There are six steps that we want to share with you today. Number one, disruption. Number two, decision. Number three, growth. Number four, building. Number five, nurturing and refining. And number six, finishing.
0: That is a big one.
1: Right. Right. So let's kind of dive in because I want to talk just quickly about disruption. What does that mean? People are always looking. The whole reason the Push Podcast was started is because people are always looking to live a problem-free life.
0: Yeah. Or they feel like the troubles that they have are so unique and so different that something must be wrong with them when it's part of life. Like You think about how this thing started, how the bakery started. It was because a disruption in the economy. Right. Something that's outside of your control—you can't do anything about it. I always think the world will give you disruptions, but you also have opportunity to create disruptions for yourself. Damn straight. Right, and so most
1: people want to avoid the disruption, right? Right, because we want smooth sailing.
0: We don't want pain, right? We want all the fruits of pain, but we don't want the pain,
1: right? And that's (laughs) what we want to talk to you guys about today. So, you know, a little context about our story when we're talking about disruption. In 2009, I started the business out of necessity. Right. We lost our corporate jobs, our high-paying corporate jobs, and you know, I didn't know what I was going to do with myself. I was bored at home. I was uncertain about our future. I was just kind of throwing things at the wall. I re-enrolled back into college yeah. because I was like, "Well, what do I do? I just have to try to grow and educate myself and figure things out." And ironically, I started watching TV. <laughs> I never watched TV. So I had the TV on while I was cooking dinner for the kids. I was a stay-at-home mom all of a sudden. Never knew what that was. Never tried on that outfit, right? Yeah. And the cake boss was on. And I was like, what? This guy has a show? He's (laughs) making cakes? Like, this is art. This is cool. I've always been really creative. And it sparked something. And I think that if you are in a season of uncertainty, you're in a season where you've maybe just recently gone through massive disruption, I can tell you from experience You must put one foot in front of the next.
0: Yeah. And I think take
1: a pottery class. Yeah. Go to a local community. What what you're saying
0: is, is like disruption gives you exposure. It gives you the opportunity to expose yourself to something different because your world, as you know, it has now completely been changed. In some cases, it's been obliterated. Right. And so now, yeah. And so now you're sitting there going, well, I can sit here in this, in the depths of this hell that it feels like. Or I can embrace this disruption and I can say, what is there out there for me? Where is this disruption going to lead me next? And sometimes it's as simple as just involving yourself in different things so that you get the exposure so that you can get to the next step.
1: So let me give you an example. A few years ago, my stepmom, Robin, she lost her job. She got laid off and she was a mess, right? Also, this woman at Costco I ran into a few months ago. She was like, I just got laid off. You know, I don't know what to do. My family's in disarray. Finances, sister, I've been mm-hmm. there. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're talking about disruption. And so, my advice to each of them and everybody that's gone through what we've gone through is what did you put off when right. you were working every day?
0: Oh, Eight, ten 10 yeah. hours. Yeah. Right. We talked about that. What did
1: it. you say? If I had time, I'd clean my garage. If I had time, I'd take a pottery class. If I had time, I'd get together with my girlfriends. If I had time, we'd go on a family vacation, whatever it is. What did you put off? Because that's the shit you should be doing right now, <laughs> right? Like this is God's way of saying, well, you prayed for this. Right. You wanted extra time granted. Yeah. And I just gave it to you, right?
0: And I think- on And others-
1: that's a shift though. Like I need people to understand that. So like my stepmom, she- Started gardening. She yeah. started doing stuff in her backyard. It brought her so much joy. And some of her friends would come over and see her yard. And then one lady was like, Can you come? Like, I want to hire you <laughs> to come do mine. So for a point, I was like, Start a landscaping business. You right. love this, right? You would not have known unless you put one foot in front of the next. Absolutely. So I told the lady at Costco, You're creative. Like, what did you want to make? Oh my God. I really, you know, I make Mickey ears. Okay, start a business with that right. then. like, Or start doing it just for fun. It could lead to other opportunities.
0: Yeah, and I think the the thing is, is you have to get yourself, get your ass up yes. from the ground and say, okay, what can I do with this problem? What can I do with this disruption? What changes can I make? And I think the big thing too is, now that you guys are hearing this, how do you prepare for it? Because we were having a conversation of the day where eight, 10 years can go by and the world outside of your control gives you disruption, and you haven't been preparing for anything else in this world, right? So you haven't been sharpening your skills around any other talents or skills, maybe learning a language, maybe reading certain books and I'm always learning surprised like people look at look at us sometimes and like we're not perfect, but we do invest a lot of time in personal development. Yeah. We do do a lot of reading, we do do a lot of things with we're trying to really expand ourselves in a way we think and see how we see the world so that we're prepared for different things, right. right? Doesn't mean you're not gonna feel the pain of a disruption, but you still are equipped because you've been preparing for anything and everything, you've been preparing for battle, you have a way of saying, okay, I knew that something like this was gonna happen at some point. Now I'm gonna shift gears because I understand this and I'm gonna go after this.
1: Yeah, so I was talking to you, Manny, yesterday from Baker's Bodega. We were talking about a longstanding employee that he's had. I mean, we have several too. And I was like, here's the thing. Anybody that has a job, you go to work, you work for eight hours a day. You have 16 additional hours in the day, Mm -hmm. every single day. So for 10 years, 16 hours extra, you come to work, (laughs) right? You do your thing at work, you leave for 16 hours. You get to go reinvent yourself, learn books, take courses, go to college, What you watch, what you consume, who you hang around with, those are going to be the things and the people that inspire you to see a new way of looking at life that are likely going to help you figure out what your next chapter of life is, right? right? So if 10 years has just like escaped you, you need to ask yourself, what the hell did I do for 16 yeah. hours times 10 years?
0: It's actually more than that, because I was talking to someone the other day, and they were like, oh, I don't have time to work out. And so I do the whole, how many hours are in a week? 168. Right. And I started breaking that down. I said, if you just dedicated you know, four or 5% of your time to work exercising, you would be in tip-top condition. If you dedicate a four to five percent of your time to just self improvement, mm-hmm. you would be in tip top shape, right? Right. And so, so wait, you- Manny
1: said, "Well, I don't know about sixteen people sleep for eight. I said, "Well, I'll tell you what. When I started my business, I was grinding. I wasn't sleeping. <laughs> but you get no two days hours. off. <laughs> but I wasn't sleeping no eight hours. Know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. what I'm saying is, if you found yourself in a rut if you found yourself doing the mundane over and over and over and over for year after year after year, my parents have gone through this too. Mm -hmm. You know, the grocery industry completely obliterated, right? Here's the thing. What did you do for 40 years of your life? Did you expand your skills? Did you learn a new trade? Did you Make uh, a network that would be available for you to reach out in a time right. of disruption, right? Absolutely. So we could go on and on. That's another episode. That, Let's get into number it, two, which it, is it, decision.
0: It, and the last thing I'll say is it's the dysfunction of comfort. Yeah. Right. And I think that people don't realize that comfort is a dysfunction. Humans are not designed to be comfortable. And I think when you get into these jobs for 10 years, you ease into this dysfunction of comfort and you think, Oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm yep. just supposed to just go it's to work every day and just come home and be comfortable. Turn the TV on, crack yep. open a beer, mm-hmm. sit back, and I just go watch no. my favorite show. Yeah, and I think I fell into that for a little bit. I, yep. I I thought that's what you're supposed to do, and then you you realize that no, something's missing there in my life. There has to be more. There's got to be more, and you keep stretching, you keep uh, moving, you keep and I think asking the questions. You keep asking the questions, and then you get to a place where. And I think this is why the selling of the bakery is so important is you get to a place where you create your own disruption. Right. Right. And I think.
1: Which is what we're doing right now. Right. We're doing right
0: now. Then you have to decide.
1: Yeah. So talk about decision number so,
0: two. Yeah. So when you get a disruption and you're, your back's against the wall, you're on the ground, you got to dust yourself off and you got to make a decision. Right. And so you got to make you got to say, where am I going to go? What path will I take? And then you just got to move. And if when you decide you're actually cutting off something else, that's the beauty of decision is that it gives you power to the direction you're going. But you also have to cut off whatever options that you have. Yeah.
1: So lots of people are like searching for clarity before they make the decision. And I'll tell you. The decision-making will provide the biggest amount of clarity, Absolutely. right? So I made the decision to say, I'm going to go buy some fondant Yep, and I'm going to start making cakes. I'm going to just right. see what will happen. And then guess what? The first cake... Wasn't the best, but it was pretty good. Yep. Second cake got better. Third cake got better. And I was like, I could do this. Then
0: you made the Staples Center for my birthday. I
1: made the Staples Center, (laughs) right? And then I landed customers and then it just kind of took off word of mouth, right? I'm not saying that it was easy, but I'm saying I made the decision to pursue it. Absolutely. And again, you can listen to that in episode number five. But
0: I want to make a point that there's so many people right now that are listening. There are so many people right now that are not listening they're stuck right here. Yep. Right? And they're thinking that I'm supposed to have clarity before I make a decision. No, 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 no. The clarity this, comes after. The, yeah, either the you making. after the decision you make, you fail at it, clarity, mm-hmm. right? After the decision Shit, you make. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Oh, that was hot. Let me right. take my hands on there. I won't put my hands on that hot mm-hmm. skillet anymore, right? But that is what you have to do. And that and I'm telling you this because we learned that by just default. It wasn't absolutely. like, oh, we knew exactly, hey, we're going to have this disruption. Yeah. Here we go. Now no. it's time starting to make Here's a decision. Here we go. <laughs> step number three. We're ready. <laughs> right? oh, That's my gosh. not what we did. Right. So, so we
1: made the decision to pursue the business. Absolutely. And step number three came.
0: And then step number three comes growth. and it's growth. And that is painful as hell.
1: Yeah. <laughs> growth is like. We talk about this all the time about the seed analogy. You yeah. know, you get planted. You think that you got buried. Yep. And you did. You For did. A, a short, temporary uh, time frame, right? So you get buried. It's technically planted. Yeah. You got to nurture the soil. You got to tend to the garden. You got to make sure that you're just putting in the work. Right. And then what happens? The freaking seed sprouts and the roots have to take form first. You can't see the got, roots, people. You got to
0: go down first before you go up. <sighs> ah, hard. It, and, you know, the seed is just like us. You go in, you make a decision, everything seems smooth, and then all of a sudden this traumatic thing happens and the seed cracks, and then you're at this breaking point. Yep. And that breaking point is, it feels like this is a tremendous amount of pain, and this is where people turn back. Yep. Right? So if they had the courage to make knows. a decision, then the first crack the first fracture in what they're doing, they turn back and they say, Oh, this is not for me. Well the first obstacle you take it as a sign from
1: God. Yeah.
0: Oh, God's telling me no. Yeah. Right? No. God's telling you saying he's really saying, if you want this, you gotta have this foundation first. And and building this foundation is painful.
1: Absolutely. So our growth came in the form of we didn't have the financial backing to like fund the project, right? You can't go from like unemployed. Hey, I watched a show. Oh, I made some cool cakes and now I deserve to own a bakery. I see and hear this all the time. People will tell me really great things like, oh, I make the most amazing, you know, blah, blah, blah. People tell me all the time that I have, I need a bakery. And it doesn't work like that. (laughs) I'm just going to tell you. Can we just be real?
0: Like there was also the pains of like upsetting your first customer Growing uh, my first delivery. Yeah, my a cake, first cake melting on the way to delivery. I even had, you know, a cakes, delivery gone bad. Yeah, delivery's gone, gone bad. Like cakes will actually like flip on you without you doing anything. Like you'll just be standing Not there and a, and a cake will just fall. Not true. And, uh, that's a growing pain. Yeah. <laughs> we've
1: had the growing pain of when I was taking orders from home, you know, someone showing up on a Saturday for a cake and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> That is, I still <laughs> is, have traumatic experience. Like I have, what is it? PTSD? Yes. That's the worst nightmare. But I'll tell you what, that gave me the best processes. Yes, absolutely. And those are things that I now teach my students, right? Here's what not to let ever happen, right? <laughs> but I wouldn't have learned that if it wasn't for that growth. The face growth. of someone
0: you, when you look at them and you say, uh, I think we made a mistake. We don't have your order. Yeah. That's the face. Not of her happening figure. on my
1: watch anymore. <laughs> um, the growth of learning about planning and yeah. city ordinances and what's acceptable, the growth of learning about the health department and health inspections. The growth of making connections in the community and thinking that when you build the bakery when you finally get past you know the finances when you build it people will come nope the growth of yeah. marketing, the growth of networking the, the, the
0: growth of, of a chauvinistic world when you're trying to build something as a female entrepreneur MFers. and they they don't there's not a level of respect that's given uh, we would go to places. And Janelle's building a bakery. I'm the supportive husband. You're
1: just driving I'm me I'm just around. driving
0: you around. On and your day off if you we'll had meet time. with contractors. We'll meet with landowners. And, and they are looking me in my eyes as if I'm making the decision. And I'm like, that's not for me. I'm, yeah. I and i over here. am how many times did I
1: had to say, excuse me, this is my business, <laughs> not his I'm going to need for you to talk to me, (laughs) right? But that was necessary growth for me to, as a woman, step into my power and understand that I don't need my husband to come save me. Like, I'm not the kind of mom that's going to be like, you better listen, or I'm going to tell your dad when he gets home, I don't need you. I keep you because I like you, right? (laughs) But as a woman, some relationships are very dependent on their husband and him being the voice and him being the one that does all the hard things. I was very clear about like I didn't like the way it felt yeah. that I was going to be the one paying the rent and they were looking at you. I'm like, "Don't look at him. Look <laughs> at me. This is my business, right?" And thank you for supporting me. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, also, you have three daughters, so yeah, you needed to that, learn how to yeah, do that. That, that was important. more growth. Absolutely. Right? I think it was a growth for us of like how we balance our relationship in that, absolutely. right? Absolutely. And so anytime you are building something or anytime you're trying to create something, just know That if you're in a relationship, that relationship is part of that, right? And don't think that you're going to go out and try to go through this growth moment and it not affect your relationship, it not affect the time that you spend, and not affect you know the decisions that are made. Because a lot of times you're using like the household income, you're using that, using the actual house Mm -hmm. to build a business, and so making a damn. We had, yeah, we had. I mean, you know, our whole house it was a bakery. It had bakery racks all Mm -hmm. over the place. You know, our sink, there was wear and tear and all the different things. And if your significant other, if your partner is not on board and they're seeing like things break, they are seeing less space, they're seeing mm-hmm. more random people coming to their house like that may be an issue. And so you want to make sure that you have really strong communication. And that is a growth moment in your relationship where you learned either how to support as a husband or a wife. Or you learn how to, like, sometimes have to say, I got to do what I got to do, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. I think those are Well, important. that's when
1: you learn how to cook.
0: Yeah, yeah right? exactly. So Absolutely. this is
1: important because you talked a little while ago about, like, it's going to cost you something. Yeah. If you pursue a dream, it will cost you something, right? As well as if you stay comfortable, it will cost you something. That will cost you a tremendous amount of discomfort when you have a disruption, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So if you're pursuing something like a new business or a new, some sort of new venture, it's going to cost you time, usually money, mm-hmm. usually resources, relationships. Yep. It'll cost you your everyday life. Right? right? So you have to ask yourself, what's the wager I'm willing to make? Am I willing to make this investment?
0: Absolutely. So it, then- it, it is a constant transaction of trading what you value for hopes of something that you think or you aspire to value more of. Right. Absolutely. And so that's so important. And then I think the next step.
1: Next step. Step number four, you get into the building. Ooh. You get the growth. You kind of learn, okay, this is what it's going to cost me, right? And then you start building. So for me, it was building processes, building a team, building a business that no one knew about, building networks that were support, people that could support me, whether they were city council members, whether it was joining the Chamber of Commerce, whether it was partnering with local stores, doing pop-up shops, right? You got to get into the phase of building. And so... That was a fun phase. Yeah. But also, that shit's costly. (laughs) Building costs a fortune. And
0: I think the building part is when you got to call on your resources, your family, your friends, your supporters to help you. Right. And so I remember when we got this place, just everyone that was Chris, Vasina, everyone who was here painting, Tony, just like everyone. Yeah. Everyone that was a part of like buying materials, you know, uh, donate anything fab mom brought in a rug for the yeah. uh i've been
1: the- picking up my kids like yeah. as we were here late or cooking dinner or taking them to go get something or sitting at this counter doing homework with them. Like all of those people, they say it takes a village. (laughs)
0: Babysitters.
1: Yeah, they say it takes a village to raise kids. That village never came, but (laughs) the village definitely was required to start a business. Absolutely. Especially when you're undercapitalized and you don't have a lot of money, you gotta just leverage your resources. And I
0: think that that is important that people know that. Like, don't be afraid to ask, right? And I think I learned that from you. I was joking with someone when... (laughs) When I was talking about like the way you just have the audacity to ask for things, and you know, you you ask for some crazy stuff, like right? what, like like Invisalign, like
2: <laughs> yeah, same. you had
0: the the woman got free Invisalign, right? So like that to be is insane, just be simply because you ask. When it comes to building something, I think it's like, hey. Can
1: I just clarify so people don't <laughs> think I'm asking for stuff for free? Because I hate people like that, right? No, no, so no. You So we had two children that we were paying thousands of dollars to this local orthodontist. And I'm not going to shout out the name because I don't want people asking for free stuff. But we had given them thousands of dollars for years for our kids. And they had asked me like, hey, you built this business. It's pretty big on social media. Like, do you have any tips? And I was like, tips? I have an entire class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can help you with that. And they were asking. So, appointment after appointment, they'd ask. And I said, I'll make a deal with you. I used to have braces when I was a teenager. I've got this bottom tooth that shifted. I need Invisalign. If you want to trade Invisalign for some branding and marketing tips, I'd be happy to gift you my course. And they were like, yes. So, I came home and I said, I got free Invisalign. <laughs> was, it wasn't free. But he was like, what? And I said, and I teach my children this. So again, don't be (laughs) idiots and think that everything in life is going to be free if you just ask. Right. Don't come in my bakery asking me for free cupcakes, but offer a trade, offer a barter. And so I teach my kids, closed mouths don't get fed. This is true. You would have never asked for free Invisalign. I'm saying in exchange for my services, I'm offering you something. Absolutely. So also I'm an influencer. You better believe I posted that I got Invisalign. I post, this is what influencers do, yeah, right? So yeah. you're leveraging and you're helping each other. So yeah. this is why. Don't ask for free <laughs> shit. But remember, closed mouths don't get fed.
0: But so that that was a slight commercial, but... <laughs> that was. <laughs> um, I got to defend myself. I know, I know. But in the building phase, I think it's important that you ask for things. So if you're trying to build anything, I think it's important that you say, hey... I'm trying to do this. I know that you're my friend. I know that you're my supporter. Yep. I need your help with this.
1: Well, it could be as simple as I have a friend who is into real estate. Hey, girl, I need you to look at this lease because yeah. I'm getting ready to sign over yeah. my life. Can you take a look? Absolutely. People will do that, right? hundred percent. Also, people really like sweets. So yeah. if I offer to make a birthday cake for your kid, that could be $250. I'm going to ask for in exchange you come in for the weekend and help me paint the bakery, whatever right. it may be. Don't think that, you know, don't be afraid to ask, right. I think is. So that's the building phase. The next phase is phase five, which is nurture and refine. Yeah. And I can tell you that that's a season where you need to continue to innovate. You need to continue to figure out what's working. You need to continue to love on your employees and pour into them and help them learn and grow and establish processes and tweak the processes and offer things to your customers and figure out what they like and what they don't. And oftentimes, a lot of our students are like, I posted all this stuff for Valentine's Day or for Christmas. Nobody wanted it. Okay. What do you need to learn? Mm -hmm. You either need to learn that that's not the product that these people want, or you're not marketing it to the right people, to enough people. You haven't asked enough people. What do you need to learn about that? But that nurturing and refining phase is not like a, okay, we open, now let's sell. Doesn't happen like that.
0: I think some people skip the building phase and they try to nurture something that's not completely built. And I think that that is something that I think people constantly miss out on. And I'll say this, they move sad on that on every aspect of their life. Every. People try to nurture and refine their- Shitty relationship, Shitty or their health. Yep. You haven't built a really good body, but you're trying to nurture and refine it saying, oh, I'm just going to like take it easy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, nurture and refine to me is about multiplying. Right. It's about saying, okay, how do I scale what I've built? How do I take it to a whole nother level? And I think it's exactly what you said. It's how do I build these employees up so that they can do the things that I do really well? How do I build this process so that the process scales at a different level? How do I take it? If if we're selling this amount, how do we nurture and refine it so that we can get to this amount and it not feel like the walls are falling off, right? And so I think that that to me is a step that is so important but you can't do that unless you built a really good business, right. a really good foundation.
1: And some of my bakery owner friends or just business owner friends out there are like, you're nurturing employees thinking that if you pour into them and you're nice to them and you work with their schedule, that they'll be great employees. And then you get this mentality that there are no good employees. My employees are crappy. But you haven't built a the good right, employee you didn't base. build them? Right. Absolutely. So <laughs> building means, like I talked about in the beginning, I'm making cake pops. Girl, I got five to Year one, what are you doing? Let's go faster. How are you doing it, right? And so sometimes, all of the time, it's required to be in their face, show them, build them up, teach them the skills, and then you're nurturing, you're touching base, you're refining. And then here's the the issue: is people think after I taught you how to do something, after I told you you did a good job, you should just do that all the time now, all by yourself. Yeah, (laughs) people need leadership. They need mentorship. They need inspiration they yeah. need to feel like they need like, to be
0: reminded <laughs> right
1: and so so yeah. many times i see like bakery owners in particular i don't know what to do i've showed them a million times keep showing them yeah. keep refining it's not a one and done like it's a constant thing right yes. and so nurture refine innovate continue to move the needle Yep. that's like slow but steady growth i think and, is and, what and it if is. we
0: were to take it back to the seed this is you showing up every single day, watering. This is you ripping out the weeds. This is you tending ma- to your tending garden. To the garden, making sure that it's not getting eaten by, you know, weeds your or bugs or whatever your competitors, right? These are things that you have to do to make sure that what you built continues to sustain. Right. And then you want to sustain it until you get to a place where you can say it's finished.
1: Absolutely. So that's step five, right? Nurture is what we were talking about. So let me go through them again. So step one, disruption. Step two, decision. Step three, growth. Step four, building. Step five, nurture and refine mm-hmm. and innovate. And number six is tricky. Yeah. Because you can either finish it or you could start over yeah. with number one, which is disruption. Yeah. And I think we are, with the bakery, we are looking to finish. Yes. And that's one thing I really want to talk to our listeners about is that for me, this is a happy season. Mm -hmm. Like this is a really happy time. This is a decision that I've obviously been weighing for a long time. These are things that I've weighed the pros and the cons. And ultimately for me to be able to step into this next chapter, this new stage of our life and pursue something that I'm immensely passionate about, I have to decide. I have to Decide that I can't be teeter tottering between two because I believe when you try to do too many things, you do them all poorly. Yeah. And I don't want to be a poor bakery owner. I don't want to be a poor coach. Right. And so I'm making the decision to pursue something new in the season. And I think that that can be a beautiful thing, but people can make it, oh, that's so sad. And I'm like, sad for what?
2: No, it's what? It's, I
1: put it's, in a decade. It's what do you, right? It's complete. <laughs> right. And also, it could have new life breathed into it.
0: Absolutely. It can be
1: energized and innovative and just reinvigorated with someone else's new passion,
0: someone, else someone going else's through this, new leadership, this cycle. someone else's yeah.
1: new ideas, someone else's like energy, because they're starting at level one, right? And so my energy at level 32 is way different than it was at level zero when I was like grinding, hitting hard, right?
0: And and I think that that, when people wonder, what's the difference between quitting or finishing? It's that, it's that I have fulfilled it. Like I went through this process. This is why we broke it down of saying it's disruption, decision, growth, building, nurture, and finishing is because- one, not so many people can say they complete anything. Nope. Right? Some people are uh, starters and never finish. Oh God! They start I know a what diet, I mean, yeah. they start a relationship, and they never finish. They, they never start say a business. They start but they're it. not committed. Yeah, they start. It's, it's everything is is very half assed Everything yeah. is one like one foot in, one foot in, instead of going all in until it's complete, until yep. it's done until you stand back and it doesn't mean it's perfect. It yep. doesn't mean I say, oh, I got it to a place where it's perfect and now I can walk away because sometimes people get caught up in that where they go, I can't stop until it's perfect. Right. They can't make moves, they can't change until it's perfect and then that's when the, the outside world gives them a disruption because it's saying you were done a long time yeah. ago. Yeah,
1: And businesses have peaks and valleys, right? right. Like you're not going to always be like on top. You'll have a really amazing month. And then the next month you're like, what really happened just now? Yeah. And then that you go back to the tweaking and refining and innovating. And then, you know, you learn a new skill. Oh, here's a new marketing technique. And then boom, it shoots up again. Yeah. So I'm looking for someone to step into the bakery to step in and lead my team and take them with their innovation to the next level. And I think that that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And I don't want people to be like, Oh my God, it's so sad. And oh, it's not actually, I am celebrating because I put in the work and yeah. it's been a decade and I don't know many people that have done something for a decade that they've loved, that they built, that brought them energy and excitement and relationships and money and profitability and notoriety and recognition. Yeah. Like I've built all that. That's right. Beautiful. And it's yeah. awesome. And now it's time to start all over. Yeah. And I'm excited for that season too. But I have a lot to say about this. So, one is I'm trying to wear three hats right now. Like, I want to be really excited for myself, but also I know that it's a tricky time for my employees. You know, they're like, well, what happens? And, what if I don't like the owner? And what if we don't find a buyer? And what if we this? And there are a lot of different variables. Yeah. And I don't have the answers for those, right? But I do feel confident that we're making the right decision and that something will come out of this. Mm -hmm. And we'll cross all of those bridges when we get there. There were, like I said, three buyers that I didn't think were a good fit. So I declined them. Yeah. Because it's important to me that my employees know that if this is something you truly want to pursue and you want to stay and you want to be dedicated and you want to see it through, let's find a leader that can inspire you in a way that I cannot anymore because I'm not here all the time. Right. And they deserve that. Absolutely. Right? Um, secondly, I have to wear the hat of making sure that we are still continuing to serve our customers because our customers are what keep us in business. Absolutely. Our customers have supported us for a decade. Our customers are loyal. And um, just this weekend, I told a longstanding customer, like, we're not taking any custom orders right now. And she was like, well, okay, when will you? Like, ready to just, okay, I'll change the party. And yeah, I was just like, let me know. no, I don't think you understand. Like, yeah. we're in a transition phase. I don't know that I'm going to be around. And she was like, wait, what? What? Yeah. Like, I've been ordering cakes from you from your house. I know that. But I'm also considering selling the bakery. And it was just like watching her face made me happy. But also, I think our customers feel like, where will I go? Yeah. Right? yeah.
0: And, and it just reminds you that anytime you start a business, you are in business of service. Absolutely. You are serving the community. Yep. And if you do business well, you serve them well and they want you to stay around forever. And it's not like this very transactional experiences that you know places like your local convenience store has. But it's like, hey, there's relationships built here because you've served Multiple birthdays, right. multiple events and occasions. I mean, and so, this woman
1: was listing. Like, yeah,
0: like you know, you all know, of it. In, in some cases, you and for ten years, people were you probably did their. You did ba-
1: a date, baby night shower, here, but you probably did an a baby engagement, sh- a wedding, a baby uh, shower, uh, yeah, and then the baby's fifth that.
0: birthday and the baby's tenth birthday. Yeah. And so, so like, this other guy powerful. came last
1: night. He's on his second marriage, <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm honored. <laughs> But I can't. And he was like, no, just tell me when. And I was like, no, I don't think you get it. Like, I'm I'm going to be selling the bakery. And he was like, okay, well, what, what does that mean for this? Like, when will someone else, you're going to sell it, then can the next person do it? Like, I want to get this cake from here. And I was like, I don't think you understand what I'm trying to say to you, right? Yeah. And so I appreciate that. But that's going to require some patience and really articulating the why. And yeah. so this is one of the reasons why we wanted to do this episode And share this with you because I don't know how to do this, right? But I do think that it's exciting. So I'm wearing the hat of understanding for my employees. I'm wearing the hat of support for my customers. And I really want to wear the hat of excitement for myself. Yeah. Because that's important. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so I think with that said, I think this episode is finished. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And I want to thank you guys for listening. If you loved this, if you were inspired, if you learned something, please leave us a review on iTunes, leave a comment if you're watching on YouTube. And we're going to be sending out some pusher shirts because this episode is really about pushing into the next level of your life, whatever that next chapter may be. And hopefully it has encouraged you To see that things don't have to completely blow up in your life. It's okay to end a chapter. It's okay to close something that's no longer serving you. It's okay to move on. And I will say this though, lastly, the thing that I'm pursuing now will not be the thing that I do until I die. Right. Like, and that's important for people to understand You get to reinvent yourself. Absolutely. You get to learn new things in the world. You get to make new friends that inspire you to uproot your life or change your career or expand your thinking or alter your perspective. And that's what I plan on doing for the next however long God will bless me (laughs) to be on this earth. So I can tell you with certainty that I'm leaving one thing, closing this chapter to do something new. And probably 5, 6, 10 years from now, I will also be making another announcement to do something new and exciting, which is the same thing we teach our children.
0: Yeah. And I'll just add to that. You can do everything you just said if you are preparing either to create a disruption or for a disruption that may come that's outside of your control. Right. And if you don't do those things and you kind of slide into the comfort zone of just doing your normal routine... Then you won't be prepared to do anything. You yep. may have a really good idea of what you want to do, but you just don't have the resources and the or the the equipment that you need mentally to do those things. Yeah. And so that's that feels that's when you get stuck. Yes. You know, so start learning, start using your time. Start learning. Uh, extremely yeah. wisely.
1: Remember, sleep for eight hours if you have to. Sleep for six if you're in grind season go to work for eight hours, do a good job at work. Yeah. When we hire employees that are working be customer great. service, be great at that be shit, Be deliberately right? great.
2: <laughs> and so I tell
1: them, listen, you're not gonna retire here, but I'll tell you what's gonna happen. If you provide exceptional service because that's your job, somebody's gonna see it, they're gonna recognize it, and they're gonna recruit you. Yeah. How do I know this? I've been recruited from every single job I have ever had. Someone saw something greater in me that I didn't even know that opportunity existed. They offered me a better opportunity. I pursued it. I was exceptional in that role, which led to another opportunity. Yeah. So I have always taught my employees that, especially the girls providing customer service at the front, be exceptional. Somebody will pluck you from this bakery for a greater opportunity. And so that's what I want to leave our listeners with is be exceptional at wherever you're at. And then when you don't want to be there anymore, start focusing on what would happen through the disruption. What can I do to plan and prepare for the growth? What can I do to pursue something outside of my day-to-day norm? Because I feel like I'm stuck. Remember, we said, take one step. Sign up for something that inspires you. Hang out with a friend that thinks differently. Read a book that could bring new perspectives. So many things. Or just
0: become something in the place that you're working. Because you give it your all and you work so hard, you become something special. You learn some things if you're paying attention. And if you do that really well, whatever you've learned in that that job that you're at or whatever business you created it's gonna help and transfer into whatever you do different next. Yep. So
1: absolutely. So I want to thank our listeners for listening. I want to thank my husband for always being supportive oh, I'm so proud of, of you, all honey. of my new uh, endeavors. I've had some crazy ideas <laughs> over the 15 years of our, <laughs> it our marriage. It wasn't just
0: one business during that time of the cake mamas. It There's was a couple. There was a couple.
1: Yeah. And they all did well until yeah. I decided I didn't want to do it anymore, <laughs> right? And I want to thank our customers for supporting us without them. They literally, they've, they've been my whole heart and my staff is so amazing. I can't thank you guys enough. I can assure you that things are going to be great Yep. and someone is going to come in and knock your socks off and it's going to be amazing. So cheers to a new chapter. Thank you guys for listening and being a part of this. Oh, I have to drink. Hold on to make it official. And that's it. It's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. Bye guys.
0: Push through. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast.